This is a Rooster Teeth production. In 1977, a resident of a small town in the state of Ohio began receiving letters accusing her of having an affair. This kickstarted a whirlwind saga involving the entire town, threats of violence, and accusations of covering up a murder investigation. Today, we look into the bizarre tale of the Circleville Letters. This is Red Web. We got another Mystery Monday on our hands. I'm Trevor Collins, and with me as always, bringing that gut check right to this table that we're sitting at. We're at a new table, Christian. We've got Alfredo Diaz here. Hello. It's not Monday for us. It's not Monday for us. <laughs> oh, no, it isn't. So, hold on now. Yeah. Um. So, this letter is sent to this woman, mm-hmm. and it's uh, accusing this woman of being in an affair. It starts very much and, with an affair, yes. And then, is, so, does everyone else in the town also receive letters of, like, gossip and all random stuff? Oh, this case spirals out of control. It really starts it, with that, something, and then, I mean... But it's like it's different people receiving letters, right? Like everyone's receiving letters. Oh, yeah. Random wow. So letters start with one particular person. And then they then, well, they kind of start to spider out from there. And then suddenly this ratchets up into a big affair. It, it's wild. It's like the Watcher House episode, you know? This is juicy. I mean, to be, you know, I don't know how, how uh, dark this gets, but this is uh, juicy just to hear initially. And it just... I don't know. This just feels like a, a, a type of seasonal arc in like Desperate Housewives or something Ooh, like yeah. that. You know yeah, for saying? sure. <laughs> like very much so. It's I'm I'm curious as to like because you did kind of, you know, tell me that like the town kind of mm-hmm. like goes wild. Yeah. Right? So I'm very curious to see um, and, and kind of hear what letters people are getting that are like sending them over. Yes. Right, like you know what's what I mean? what's really sending right? it? There might be the the obvious ones of like you're having an affair or, or whatnot, or just like I don't know, maybe some guy really loves his lawn and someone's insulting the man's lawn, right. and that he's like, I'll kill you. You didn't fertilize your Bermuda green, your Bermuda, Bermuda blue grass. Is I don't have an actual grass. I don't know what I'm talking about. And you know, it sounds like I'm not a actual, green thumb. I, I think like there is a Bermuda something, and then there's uh, my, the only knowledge I have about grass comes from a very short scene in Parks and Rec. Oh, I just know that nature bloometh. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's what they say. You know what? It could just be an angry Karen. Mm. That's what I'm saying. One <laughs> angry Karen sending out all these letters. <laughs> the no. right, hey, I don't like the ride of your bus. I think your suspension's too firm. I mean, it's, I mean, seriously, like, therefore, I think little... there's an affair in play. <laughs> yeah. Are they trying to ratchet up the heat? Right, because the modern day version of this is like 1977 or something. Yes, like that. yes. So the modern day version of this is like the the town square apps and and, and next door neighbor apps right. and stuff like that. Where if you, you go on, um, you know. Uh, grinder, you know, home. Yeah, you go on, you know, after you go on grinder for the right. night. You you're like, oh, what's up with the neighborhood? And you see everyone just pissed off over the smallest things about right. with each other. You know what? I think we could all use with a little less complaining. I complain about plenty, but man, I want to relieve myself of it. You know, I think all social media has just become let's just dump our thoughts about how we hate this, that, and the other. 
just and that's what <clears throat> and that's what these neighborhood apps are doing. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> just I can't. I can't. Okay, little like wind it back. I'm gonna expose up? you a little bit here. Expose me. Uh, are we late to this recording because we just spent a while complaining? No, 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 no. Oh, what I'm I'm exposing you is because this man talked about you know he's getting a little older. His yeah. uh, his little farts. <laughs> Being a little stinky. <laughs> I, that wasn't a complaint. You just talked about right now. That you're was using, pride. You were using keywords uh, like dumping and like yeah? <laughs> releasing. And I was like, all you think about is this man's. Oh. <laughs> those are those are called Freudian slips. I uh, I plant those just to like. It's like releasing and dumping. And I was like, I, just, I can't look at you right now. Those are Freudian slips, a.k.a. subliminal messages, just for you, because you heard the story behind the man. I did, and now that's already exposed, and so now everyone knows. <laughs> Let's dive in. I, my brain is too melt for this. Hey, um, it's okay. But it's we're getting in there. One. We're going to walk through the letters here. Starting, we're, we're, you know, we'll we'll lay the groundwork and go from there, huh? Signed by Abraham Lincoln himself. Exactly. We're gonna tell this like a story. Well, we don't know who's sending the letters, so you know. I know. We'll put Abraham on this the on the theories. Feels like a, a, a like a season of a drama, right? It does. You 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 were spot on with Desperate Housewives. It's worth noting, by the way, before we get into this, that some of the details surrounding this case are a little loose. So we did our best to kind of read all of the resources we could find and ascertain the truth in the matter. Some of the time frames are going to be a little more general because there's arguments between when things actually kicked off and started and letters were received and stuff. So we'll do our best to maintain the sanctity of the truth here. But otherwise, let's get into it. So Circleville is a small town in Ohio known for its annual pumpkin show, as well as the thousands of poison pen letters sent to residents across the town in the 70s and 80s. Wait, hold on. What is that? Poison pen letters? It's just a, like an old-fashioned term for mean anonymous letters. That's all it is. Just old, old, old school slang. Town filled with Karens biting at each other through letters. So the town is just known for... First off, a ridiculous damn town name. Okay. Was it Circle Circleville? Circleville. Yeah, come, come on, come it's on, all the bro. crop circles come on. that they're also well, okay, known then for. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> I'd be like, all right, whatever. Right. What are you guys known for? Well, we have a pumpkin show once a year yeah. and a ton of fake crop circles. <laughs> <laughs> We're named circles, and for the two decades in the seventies and eighties, we just had a lot of people sending a lot of toxic letters. <laughs> Yeah, so, oh. so like within the town, the letters were sent. It wasn't like a lot of people sending letters. It's not like random people from like. Right. No one's inundating like this small town. Like everyone yeah. in Ohio okay, cool, is like, cool. you know what? Let's go yeah. out to Circleville. Someone from California is just like, you know what? I got something mean to say. I'm going to send it to Circleville. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool, cool. I'm just this is like Columbus stepped checking. up and said, you. You. And then they started <laughs> blasting with letters. No, it seems like a bunch of uh, townsfolk are just after each other. That's a terrible thing to be known for. Right. 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 Like, what do you want to be known for? I would not want to. Uh, nothing. I moved, to, uh, nothing. I moved to Alfredo, Ohio. Oh, Fredoville? Fredoville, Ohio. Um, Just the juiciest, fattest, thickest burgers. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
Here's the thing. You don't you know, like burgers? You're talking about guard. my tiny little marble size uh, flatus. Oh, yeah. And, and you're over here. <laughs> I, I did it back to him. This man's always talking know. about juicy booties. You <laughs> it's know, true. We're talk we got some, oh, you know what? This is a good time to talk <coughs> oh, about baby hands. We have some early <laughs> sketches of oh the baby God. hands plush. And boy, is that ghost king. Why does he look so thick? <laughs> he is thick. We up. saw the mock of him. Like, he is so thick. Well, the designer used, I love it. quote, I, juicy booty. And I don't know if that was from you or me. I don't know. So I thought Fredoville was going to be a town full of just juicy butts. Oh, no. We don't judge. No, you don't no. judge. But, you know, I thought maybe there'd be like a... <laughs> no, I know. love the delicious hamburger. Oh. Well, well cheeseburger because okay. who eats hamburgers? Someone in the task force. I can um, I picture the task force HQ in my head and all the offices and the cubicles. We don't have cubicles. And nobody wants to work around. Oh, cubicles. yeah. We don't have cubicles. We have oh. the, the uh, modern open desk philosophy, whatever it is. Yeah, Beanbags everywhere. Uh, Beanbags everywhere. Uh, hoverboards. And someone in the back's like, I I love hamburgers. <laughs> like raises their hand. Get in the out. Back. <laughs> yeah. Get out. <clears throat> they, they go to the hamburger room. Yeah. Where they sit alone with a hamburger. Just one. Gross, dude. Yeah. We don't have those like smoke break rooms. We have the uh, just a hamburger break room <laughs> where... If you want to eat a hamburger, you're going to do it out of sight. There's no windows. Anyway, uh, could you tell uh, it is approaching the holidays and we have recorded a buttload of these episodes and I'm losing my mind. All right. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't help that I just enable it. Oh, yeah. We're both I losing our minds. I am not here to steer this man back into it. You know what I mean? I'm not the good co-host. Like, let's steer us back on topic. I'm like, no, let's keep talking about these hamburgers. So I'm one bullet point in. All right. Let's Ten talk minutes about into the recording, by the way. <laughs> And about 30 seconds into the edit. <laughs> this is um, Red Wet. <laughs> so when it comes to these letters, um, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about them, but the letters primarily targeted one citizen of Circleville in particular, and that's Mary Gillespie. So in early 1977, Mary received a letter to her home accusing her of having an affair. This would be the first letter of many letters yet to come. Mm. This letter was written in black ink with block letters and was postmarked from Columbus, Ohio, with no return address. So when I said Columbus, I was kind of onto something. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a city envy happening there. Come to Columbus and look at all of our building. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, here, here's a little picture for you, Fredo. There's the block handwriting. It, oh. What immediately comes out to my mind is like, it's it's very tall, skinny, and, and squarish. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think it's someone trying to disguise their traditional handwriting. So it's Stay a little harder to figure out. Mosey? Yeah, I'll read, I'll read it for you. But basically, it just looks like someone who's trying to disguise their handwriting. So that way, right. you know, they can get away with whatever the threat is, right? I just need to buy a DNA kit. Sample the DNA on the paper. Send it in. Is he bleeding all over this? Spitting? Wasn't well, there just like, I don't know. Some, some kind of DNA, right? Like, if I touch this, I'm not bleeding on it, but my DNA's on it. I mean, maybe. Past the fingerprint. Is that, what if, is uh, that, what is do that we how they DNA? work at CSI? Why are you looking at me when you ask that? Because you're the Did man in the chair, Christian. He's the man in the chair and he's so far away. He's Yeah, Christian's further I'm away, very, but I'm I have like a 15 feet away. Direct <laughs> like, you know line of sight to this man. I, I think sure. he's been moving back each episode. He's, he's a little scared. You guys finally caught on. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I picture a dramatic scene now where he's writing this letter, or whoever's writing this letter is oh, saying it out loud room, and spitting all over the place light. as they say what's happening. <laughs> and like all this DNA is piling up on the letter. Is a darkling duck writing this? <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, so Mary, just for, for what it's worth, this kind of helps lay the groundwork. Mary was, in fact, married. So this accusation kind of comes right. as a, a unique shock and was also a bus driver for Westfield High School. Oh. So the writer accused her of having an affair with the school's superintendent, Gordon Maisie. Oh, keeping it within the family. Right. And so the letter kind of continues as such, quote, Stay away from Macy. Don't lie when questioned about knowing him. I know where you live. I've been observing your house and know you have children. This is no joke. Please take it serious. Everyone concerned has been notified and everything will be over soon. End quote. I would literally have uh, like a return letter, mm -hmm. right? That's no return address on here. There isn't. No, no, but that's how you return it, right? Yeah. Um, oh, well, they're not coming to your mailbox. Never mind. Someone else is. I'd, I'd put a really mean sticky note on the mailbox, which would end up being a whole... I just write on the whole damn mailbox. Some poor mail, mail person's going <laughs> to walk up and be like, la -di -da -di -da. Hey, open the mailbox. Piece of you son of a bitch. Oh, ah, <laughs> they close it and they run away, yeah. scattering letters in the air, That's and right. you just They're ruin just someone's day. But also, weird. There's like, I know where you live. Well, no, duh. You sent it to my damn place of residency. That you know what? I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't process <laughs> that. I know where you live. As I send this letter to your home. So the 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 scope with which uh, you their IQ could lie just got a little Wait, narrower. Just a little bit. Just a little narrower, little so now we can hone in a little better. A little bit narrower, a little closer to mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Bring him down to Fredo's level. So she continued to get letters from someone threatening to go to the school board if she didn't come clean about this affair. And uh, another letter said, quote, I know everything. Call the sheriff. He can't watch you forever. RT... Three, Circleville, Ohio, 62917, bus number 474-7301. I shall keep ringing. Again, this is no joke either. End quote. I would sit on my porch with a shotgun just hoping they'd pass by. This man is not delivering these letters. Or woman. I know, but you know, they might they might want to take a peek. Like this one I'm gonna deliver. Yeah, it's like I wanna get close. Like, That's the death. Just drive not deliver, just to drive by and be like, oh, there's the damn house. You know, they want to <laughs> I feel like you're going to get all sorts of problematic letters. You start sitting outside with a shotgun, aiming at whoever walks <laughs> Not by. Not aiming at me. Just be like, is there you? And be like, ah, sitting there with I'm a just shotgun. walking home from school, sir. I'm not even holding it. It just posted up right next to me as I pet my dog and read yeah. my book. <sighs> here's, here's the thing, though. Yeah, that is me. Yeah. I, like, I'm going to uh, make the assumption, I, mm -hmm. you know, we're still getting into this, that there is no affair. It's made up. I don't care, like... You go to somebody, uh, I'm going to go to your boss, super, whatever. Mm -hmm. Where's the evidence? Right. Otherwise, just like, such and such is having an affair. All right, what's your proof? I don't know. I guess I guess you got to think of it in two ways. Yeah, is it just an accusation, in which case right. uh, Mary is picking these letters up and going, okay, because literally there is no evidence. It's, I know what you did last summer. And I go, okay, I went to I Palmdale, and then uh, <laughs> yeah. I slept in on Sundays. and like what, what, Almost had a hamburger. That was Almost dangerous. had a hamburger. <laughs> someone, someone fixed it. <laughs> Threw some cheddar on that. We were good. Um, I guess, like, the damage uh, would come from just if it was people, true. No, just even if it wasn't true and there was no evidence, just people yeah. thinking of, about oh, it in the right. back of their minds right. because uh, this is... It's right. this kind of neighborhood, right, where everyone's just sending to each other. Right. And so obviously they're just looking for drama at this point. Everyone's upset mm -hmm. and unhappy. 
right? Someone's demanding you come clean about something and they're, all they're saying is, I know, I know you did it. And so you just go, okay, this is ridiculous, but there's no proof one way or the other. Yeah. Or again, since there's no proof in the, in the letters, it all comes down to, did Mary have some affair? And right. then is it just shock value when she gets this to go, oh, do, 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 and, oh what do I do? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess we, at, at least at this point, uh, don't know anything about that. This, this crossed my mind. It's like, but it gets serious, right? It I'm, starts getting real, especially because they mentioned the kids. Like that's mm-hmm. a little, that's that's already like you're getting, you're on the line. Oh yeah, but like this, this is cr- random across my mind. Where it's just like, oh, like you can say that oh, this person was here with, with this person at this time. Like you and I, we make a lot of uh, content outside of Red Web, you know, video game base, um, and with that, we do a lot of live streaming. I would assume it'd be like just slightly more difficult. To frame someone who live streams, right? Right. You'd be like, oh, this day, this time I said, damn it, they're streaming. Right. Like, right. It's like, officer, they did it this date, this time. Well, it's like, well, there's a live stream right Public there. Public alibi. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> the alibi of like thousands of people watching this person <laughs> do it live. Like, <laughs> they'd have to work around mm-hmm. like our stream schedule. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> right. Man, like, I don't, this is like a random thought. Sorry. This person's <laughs> out there saying, I've been, I've been observing you from the beginning. Yeah, this is modern day. I've been watching your Twitch channel and your YouTube streams. Yeah, and I hate the way you play Halo. <laughs> um, but, but you said this gets worse. It does get worse because the writer at this point is like, I mean, clearly nothing's getting it. They're not getting the person's goat. They're not getting Mary's goat. They're just, keep, if, they're digging. They're digging for more. I don't yeah. know what they're looking for, but then they start threatening. Nerve, tra- you're right. Right. They're, they're after something clearly, but they start threatening to broadcast the information publicly and even threaten to kill her daughter. So oh, now we're, yeah, I, nope. we're way past the line at this point. No. Nope. But, you know, she kept these letters a secret until her husband, Ron, also started receiving the letters that were detailing the affair and demanding that he instead go forward to the school board and talk about it to to have her come clean in that way. So now it's it's leached out to Even then, her that husband. that is such a weird demand. Mm-hmm. Like, I know your wife is having an affair. She doesn't want to come forward to the school board. So, like, you... Sorry. <laughs> he's, he's inch by inch sinking below the microphone. His chair was falling. I put my I put my leg back and I didn't realize I hit the, uh, the little lever. And so I was slowly sinking <laughs> while saying all that. Yeah, not reacting while you said. <laughs> I was still in my thought. There was somebody who was like, well, you, there's no visual. <laughs> you, there's thing. no way like, you can see the it. The fact that he it. just like slowly oh, anyway. <laughs> slouching down as I, as I rambled and rambled. Like the slowest elevator. Um, I hope. Listen, I'm just going to be real task force. I hope you appreciate the mind melt that's happening before your very ears. <laughs> oh, you're getting uh, you get, that extra dosage of, you know of, it's our, real. of us. Yeah. You know? um, so what I was trying to get at is yeah, just yeah. like, it, there's just so many weird things in these letters. Right. Right. Like, like what stands um, out to you? I I mean, the, what we talked about times, was like, right? I know where you live. It was like, no doubt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then. The dark side of it is that you're talking about the mention the kids and that right. you're threatening the kids, but now it's like your 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 wife didn't go to the school board to expose herself, mm-hmm. so you need to do it now right. as the husband. Right. Like now, I'm gonna send her husband to go expose her to the school board. Right. It sounds almost it's like a little like it, oh, so exactly like you were saying like Desperate Housewives sort of situation where you're like, you know what? I'm not getting the drama that I want. Yeah. So I'm gonna lash out it's, and try to make this make this something. It's such a weird ask. It is. And I'm gonna outline uh, some of like, the. At this point, do you ask? The, you don't get through to the dad. Do you ask the daughter to go do it? Like you start. 
I mean, it here I'll outline some of the yeah. things that are yeah, in, yeah. in the in the husband's letter, but yeah, I think I think you're right. It definitely feels at, at least at this a point weird. a little hollow, a little, a little weird. weird. And it reminds me a lot of The Watcher, right? The Watcher House yeah. episode that we did where people were just getting mysterious letters that were vaguely threatening, that were much more, I mean, definitely odd, definitely threatening in an in a off right. way, but I'm so much more like I'm watching you kind of thing. I'm like so weird. interested to see like how this spreads to the town. Yes. Like that's, that's very intriguing to me right now. Mm-hmm. So started with Mary. Now we're on the husband. And this particular letter, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but they're out there available for you if you want to. I'll read the important parts. Quote, you should catch them together and kill them. End quote is, is one of the lines there. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the first half of this letter. It says, quote, Gillespie, you have had two weeks and have done nothing. Make her admit the truth and inform the school board. If not, I will broadcast it on CBS, posters, signs, and billboards until the truth comes out. And then I'm just kind of glossing through the rest of this. And he starts outlining the details of his red and white truck on your way to work. And basically verifying that, yes, this yeah. person is watching. Which makes it strange too. Christian, can I ask you a question? How close is Circleville to Columbus? Because if these are if these are being postmarked from Columbus with no return address, it this it's interesting that this person is able to know some personal details and observe them, but send them from a different locale. It's just under 30 miles. So it's it's close. That's close. It, it is close. Maybe writes them, drives up, throws it in a random street mailbox. At the very and, least, that's what I'm thinking, right? Yeah. Because, like, that's 30 miles is just like, all right, I'm tired of driving now. I don't want to go any further. <laughs> like, for me, like, 30 miles is, like, a, a decent distance. And then, like, you still got to drive it back. Like, you got to think about these things. Right. We're just sending letters of threat. What is, what is the carbon footprint of this crime? You know what I mean? Yeah, because, like, you're going after a person. But, like, going after the planet, that's a whole different story. Now that. Like, that you're really sick. That's extra sick. I mean, they're both sick. It's I mean, both, you know, there's no comparison. Terrible. All right. Um, but here's, but, yeah, go for it. Another weird thing. How are they supposed, like, what is, what the, do you do? What is the smoke? No, no. Like, what is the smoke signal here ah. of like, they've done it. They've done what I've asked for. Right. Like, I guess them the, losing the, their jobs and like, cause if they're watching, I mean, he outlines further in this letter that he's like, I've been, I've been following them since last summer and I've seen them meet up a few times and they know I'm not lying and they know that this is like if it gets out then things are going to be crap because it's like the school superintendent and a bus driver and so there is that really problematic right. thing so they're looking for heads to roll off yeah. the payroll yeah. I, I expect oh, right off the, pay I like off that. the payroll yeah. so now that we have the husband's letter I want to move on because another letter was sent to yet another person and now we have more concrete dates. I mean, as, as I mentioned before, we had some loose time frames, but now we have dates. March 3rd, 1977. Superintendent Gordon Macy himself gets his first letter. Dear sir, according to my GF, you have asked her to go out many times and have asked the other female bus drivers too. Due to your position and their jobs with you, you should not do this. You must stop at once for the good of the school and families if they are not stopped. I will be forced to write to the school board, and I would hate to do that. To prey on another man's girl is untouchable, especially when they are out trying to make a living. There is also talk of you dating a married woman and taking advantage of them. And that's kind of where the letter ends. So now this person is reaching out to the superintendent um, and casting a wider yeah. net to say that not only is this specific to mary gillespie right you are now problematic with 
other female bus drivers. I, I was wondering at first, like, why it took so long for a letter to get to the superintendent, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like it would go to the superintendent before the husband, right? I kind of just feel like it's more so just like you send it to the parties involved or you mm-hmm. send it straight to the, um, you know, the, the, the party that doesn't know. Right. Instead of just like, here's the, to the one person that's involved and the one person that doesn't know. I don't know. It just kind of seems like it's either the people are, that are having the affair or the one that doesn't know. But it seems like, you know, it's come to light that this person kind of feels like it's really shifted to this was the main target. Mm-hmm. Um, but also they have a girlfriend who I guess also drives bus the bus yeah for the school so, because yeah. they said like my girlfriend and other like co-workers or something like that right they're, they're basically saying whoever's re- writing this is saying my gf yeah assuming girlfriend yeah, right I assume so. and th- that is their source for the other stories the other yeah claims that this superintendent is perhaps you know continuing to pester these female drivers in yep. his district uh, with unwanted approach. Yeah. But what's interesting here is that in this particular letter, he's talking about a married woman and taking advantage of them and, and dating a married woman. And he's keeping it more vague. Whereas for the married woman, let's just cut to the chase, it's Mary Gillespie. Initially, it sounded like he was almost putting all the blame on this particular woman for this claim. Yeah. But now, now he's opened the door up like, to the other party of right. the same potential theoretical affair, yeah. right? So, and casting blame on it. But it's weird to to remove the detail. Like, if you're going to come through with the details on, on Mary's letters, why not here? It right. just seems weird to be vague, unless maybe there's no truth to it. I don't know. But now that the superintendent has his letter with his accusations, it's another thing that's interesting is that they're saying that they need to stop, is all they're saying. It doesn't really seem that... They're, they're saying, this needs to be stopped, you're preying on another man's girl, yada yada... But there doesn't seem to be threats as to what's going on if they don't stop. Unlike the letter to Mary, right? Yeah, Mary got like the big, I'm going to come after your kids. Mm-hmm. Right, like I'm going to kill your daughter if you don't say something. Whereas right, maybe, here, maybe he doesn't have kids? Maybe, but it just it's weird. I don't know. But the next day, on March 4th, the Circleville School Board got a letter about the affair. And Macy received yet another letter. So now this is where it's going to, you know, stop me if you get confused. But this is where it's starting to spiral out. Macy. Still going after Macy. Well, Macy just got his first letter and he got his second on the next day. Now the school board's getting involved. And these letters claimed that Macy was targeting all the female bus drivers in addition to Mary and the writer's GF. So this is where the personal, like, that's why it feels so personal, right? Because they're like, you're coming after my GF. So probably the GF is a What does this person have to do? And then you go, okay, this, this. Uh, Macy is going after mm-hmm. his girlfriend. It's just, I feel like it's so easy at that point to kind of really narrow it down. You went through all the trouble of sending the anonymous letter and whatnot, whatnot, and then you just go, You're going after my girlfriend. Like, how many drivers do they really have? Right. right? Like, a handful? Well, you know, that, that just makes me, okay. So now I'm, I'm trying to, in my mind, think of like a flow chart, but like. And you know, one has the affair. So, like, take your handful minus one, and it's like one of their boyfriends is sending these letters. Right. So, like, just for your, like, mm-hmm. there's this relationship the letter writer and their GF. Right. The GF was approached by the superintendent unwanted approach right mm-hmm. and the supposedly this superintendent has approached many others in addition to mary in which case there was an affair there right 
What's strange to me is that they didn't go after the perpetrator of this unwanted action. Right. They went Initially, after, like, they went after yet. An, I mean, listen, they're both part of an affair. I'm not going to dive into that part, but it just seems strange to me that you dove into yet another person that this, that the person that came after your GF right. went after. Exactly. You know what I mean? Seems, yeah. Seems it's weird. It's very weird. Which I don't know if that shakes the foundations of the story or it's just, it's something I wanted to point hey, out. Hey, you're trying to get after my girlfriend. Why what you what are you doing going after that person's wife? Like, I don't know, man. Come back to get up after my girlfriend. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's this person doesn't seem to know where they want to place the blame, it seems. But things only get stranger from here. Now that the letters are really starting to spiral out, signs started to appear along Mary's bus route about the supposed affair, and Ron took them down, Ron being the husband, right? So Ron went through the bus route, took all these signs down. And it's also worth noting that the Gillespie's only told a few people about this situation, right? Clearly, they knew about it because they received some letters, but they told Ron's sister, they told her husband, Paul Fresher, and they told Paul's sister. And the group of them decided that as a response together, that they would attempt to scare whoever was writing this letter, or at least who they believed was writing the letter. And they believed that that was actually another bus driver named David Longberry. So in the past, it's worth noting that Mary had rejected David's advances and that he had subsequently began acting cold and resentful towards her. The Gillespies and their family sent him a letter asking him to stop. And in the letters to Macy, the writer referred to the female bus drivers as, quote, his girls. Ew. Yeah. That's disgusting. And the, the following letters that went to Macy and the school board used Mary's bus driver number 62917 which he and other bus drivers would know, and it wouldn't necessarily be widely known. So so these are the reasons why they believe it's David Longberry and why they're like, all right, we're going to send a letter to David Longberry. We're yeah. going to try to scare him straight. We're going to try to get this whole thing sorted out and end it, right? So they sent Longberry their own threatening letter, fighting fire with fire. Oh, Jesus. And for a while, the Gillespies did not get another letter. So they're like, all right, cool, maybe we're good. Well... While Mary was out of town one day, Ron got a phone call around 10 p.m. the night of August 19th. So this is several months later now. Yeah. It's 1977 still. Now, it's unknown what the caller said, but Ron got very angry and angry enough to get his gun and storm out of their home. Whoa. Right. Okay. So according to their daughter, Tracy, he was going to confront the letter writer. At 10.25 p.m., Ron's car was found crashed into a tree at an intersection about 10 miles away from the Gillespie's home. What? Police Sheriff Keith Radcliffe investigated the death and determined that no foul play had been involved. What? I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe he was uh, driving angry. And not Nick Cage style. I just mean like driving angry and made a mistake. Whoa. Or maybe it was something else. Got a phone call that's... Sent him over the edge. Yep. Grabbed a gun. So he moved over to phone calls now, mm -hmm. which, how did they get their number? This is, I mean, guess phone book days? Phone book days, yeah. Yeah. If they had the address, I guess they have the number, right? That's stupid. Very. <laughs> Still kind of exists today. Yeah. Still stupid. Still stupid. Um, wow. Accident? Then, what? Yeah. Now, it is worth noting, though, that in the autopsy, it was found that Ron had had a blood alcohol level of 0.16. Uh, 
for those who don't have a good idea of what that number might entail, it's actually one and a half times greater than the legal limit allowed in Ohio. So uh, it's like might not have been blasted six? out of his mind, but he was, you know, he would have been pretty well on into the drinking. What does that mean? The limit was like what, 0.6 or something? I think the limit's like, yeah, mathematically 0.06. Damn. I mean, okay. That was going to be, be my next question. Mm-hmm. Like, was there any substances in his body? Uh, because, look, you drive angry doesn't mean you're going to crash into a tree. Right. But, you know, a little intoxication in the yeah, in the works. You might aggravate the situation. That's what sends it over. Yeah, don't don't drive inebriated in any circumstance, audience. No, but uh, but here's here's the thing. This is already making it stranger, right? The family thought that they had dealt with it. That's Sent an angry wild. letter to Longberry. Imagine Longberry going, I don't I'm not involved in this. Yeah. But anyway, the letter stopped. So maybe it is him. However, phone call, anger, drive out of the house. This is months later, crash, passes away, right? Now there's like... But here's one more thing. Now there's even more reason to be upset at this person. More reason to be upset. More reason to be confused. And there's one more kind of bombshell that I want to drop. So The death wasn't the bombshell? (laughs) Jesus! Here's a baby bombshell to go with the macro bombshell. It's unknown how or why or when or where, right? But one bullet had actually been shot from Ron's gun. So he had actually discharged his weapon at some point between 10 and 10.25 when he crashed and unfortunately passed away. However, his death in the end was determined to be an accident. So it's really hard to know. There, it seems like there's a lot I mean, of gaps here. The, yeah, the letters continue, so I'm going to assume that he didn't right. find the person and shoot the person, because otherwise this would be a really short episode. And then you're like, <laughs> all right, and the person never said anything else again. Here are the theories. You know, um... Were they driving on their way home? Or were they I'm assuming they were still driving to a location. Was that location to um what's his name's house where they sent all the letters in retaliation? Oh, yeah, if you drew a line from the house to the crash site, was yeah. that kind of David Longberry word? Was yeah. it towards their yeah, residence? Yeah. Trevor knows he's, he's picking up what I'm putting. That down. might that's a very interesting question. Might be hard that, to That's probably very difficult. Those are questions that, man, if task force was on the ground at the time. Yeah. But no, we got Keith Radcliffe. He's in the works. We got we got some stuff to talk about with him. Might come around here in a second. Well, if you can find it, Christian, that's cool. If not, nah, cool. not enough info. Just Yeah. We just know we crashed. We don't know right. where in the town or like no addresses or anything like that. Oh. Well, that's I'm, interesting I can only to assume know. that he was going to that. Or that the is a very was like, valid meet question. Meet me here. Right, right. I think there's a Pistols lot of questions. At dawn. Very valid. <laughs> Pistols at dawn. Crashed on the way. Um, but that's here's the thing. Like. You're right. There are more letters yet to come. So following Ron's death, hundreds more Circleville residents began receiving letters. Hundreds. Even local businesses and schools started receiving letters. I'm talking Harry Potter on Sunday receiving right. his Hogwarts letter. The owls. The, the owls, owls, man. He <laughs> <laughs> threw them on paper so hard. Like, I said the owls, and he said the owls, and looked at me blankly, and then it clicked in his head. You said the owls, and I said how high. Mind. Lost his mind. Oh God, like, it all comes back. It all comes back to the owls. Now... The letters that were received at this time, these hundreds of letters, said... It's a lot of work. Yeah. I wonder if they were all the same. 
That's what I was going to get to next. I feel like they might have been, but these letters said that Sheriff Radcliffe covered up the murder of Ron Gillespie. So now these letters are claiming that there's a murder in play. This is Who did the murder? Wild. Who's writing these letters? Is this the same letter writer? But is then, this someone else now? Why then, can't this town just come to tables what? and talk around the tables instead well, that's of, a lot of tables, I got an anonymous yeah. writer Or just thing. go to a town hall. Get a, a forum of, board. A lot of tables come around. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, no, no. Like, if they're saying, now they're attacking the sheriff. This is wild. This person right. just wants to go out there and mm -hmm. anyone that breathes in this town. But if they're, they're saying that the sheriff covered up a murder, but then, like, wouldn't the number one suspect that's the murderer is the letter writer? Right? Wait a minute. So you're saying, hey, why'd you cover up my crime? Bru uh, I wanted the attention. What were all these letters for? Not, I mean, not to that extent, but kind of, right? No, yeah. I mean, right? I mean being facetious, just like, but yeah. But that's, like, what, that's what I'm confused at, about. Hey, that person was murdered. Well, it's like, well, yeah, this person was upset at right. the letter writer. And then here... And it then implies that there's the another writer. The letter writer is... Is there another writer? It implies that. Oh my it God. either implies that there's another writer or you're right, that they wanted credit or something. Like, this guy covered up a murder. Yeah. But, but who would be the murderer? I mean, we've, we've seen. Unless. We've had a lot of cases where people were like, give me credit. Unless we have some sort of white hat, anonymous, like, not hacker, but we got like an anonymous mailer who just. I just track people and and I see things and I know things and I drink wine and and what happens wine. is he's like I saw this affair you approach my girlfriend I'm angry here's some letters I'm gonna follow this guy because I'm angry oh my god somebody else out of the blue killed this man you covered it up like what is happening I, I'm just very turned around it just doesn't you know what I mean I mean it doesn't make any sense referencing back to what I said in the beginning there's a lot of things that are just like this is just very odd and off right um and then this is just like the icing on the cake right now where the number one suspect would be you, the letter writer. Right. That is telling everyone that this was a cover-up, that there was actually a murder. Right. I don't. That's insane. But there, what if there is? Man, I feel like it's like a mid-season finale where you just right. like- Cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. Where you just like, you see a letter being written and then it's just like, it's, you know, the whole time it was a male hand and then here comes, and you go- Oh man, another letter being written. Then it's a female hand, and you go, oh, "Another writer." Another writer was here. Don't, don't, don't. Credits roll. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it that happy? <laughs> yeah, you got to roll the credits to to really be like, you know, what? you know when a movie ends with a dark turn. You know when a movie ends with a dark turn, and they roll those credits super fast, and you're like, da 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 da, and you're like, "Why is it so happy? I don't know how to feel now." Up next is CBS Matlock. <laughs> Stick around. We got Toonami coming up next. We're going to play Dr -Dr Dragon Ball. Like, wait, why was I watching this on Cartoon Network? Anyway, um, so here's it, it's only going to get stranger. Because, that, okay, so is, let's, let's. This is spiraling. Uh, it's it, spicy. It's so spicy. Let's talk about a couple of the outcomes as of right now. Okay. One, the person who was writing the letter, who is most likely the highest level suspect for the murder, is yep. saying that this was a murder and that it was covered up. Yes. Two, that there is another writer out there suddenly getting in the fray. Three, maybe he's just trying to aggravate people to bring this back up to the surface so there can right. be an investigation and yeah. stuff. And four, this town just likes writing letters. I, My mind is wandering wildly, and I can't even keep track of it all. But let's keep moving forward to see or, what happens next. like in other murder cases, is this like a copycat? Yeah, right. You know? Oh, man, there's just... And why? Like, ugh. Uh, I mean, okay. look, we've... 
People have claimed to be the murderer for murders they did that have had mm. nothing to do with. There should be a special jail for them where it's it's a fake jail. And they can, <laughs> it's just all foam and they can walk out the bars anytime they want. <laughs> yeah, but they won't. But they won't because apparently they want to be there. So going back a little bit, Keith Radcliffe, the sheriff that investigated the death, determined that there was no foul play, that it was an accident, etc. Now he's being told that, well, that you covered it up. You covered up a murder, no less. But now we're going to jump forward into February 7th of 1983. This is almost six years after this really all kicked off. Wait, so the letters stopped? Yeah, I, I guess like there's a gap in time here, Christian. Six years? It, does it just, just... kind of go crickets after this cliff? Like literally, was this a mid-season finale? <laughs> like uh, the, these you... hundreds of letters flashed out and yeah. then kind of went quiet? Or did those you letters... can't jump six years. I mean, at that point, it might even be a season finale. Like that's insane. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, this is just one of those shows that only comes around once every five years. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, I guess I guess I'm wondering if these letters... Because this is what I'm talking about, Fredo, is that right. the dates are loose and almost up for debate in some instances, which is strange. You would think that there would be postmark dates and it's an investigation and stuff, but there's also a lot of anecdotal evidence. And so it's hard to know this was in 1983 that these hundreds of letters came out or if it was in 1977 on the heels of the accident. Because that's a long time to go quiet. Yep. Especially after you had already kind of gone quiet, right? The letters already stopped. An accident happened. You decided to send out hundreds. And then you stopped again. Like, I, I can't follow this. I can't, like, I don't understand the mind of I'm going to do this. And then five years passes and you go, I'm going to continue. I'm going to kick this back up again. Right. I mean, Now's murder, the time. murderers have done it. But, like... This is not a murder, it's just letters. Like, what happened during that span of time that made you go, all right, I'm done. Actually, you know what? I'm back in. I'm not seeing anything that says that the letters stopped in between those two oh. windows of time. So oh. I think it's I think it's implied that they just trickled out. Yeah. Interesting. Over those years. I mean I mean, unless we I mean, unless that, unless we come Back into this town six years later, and it's half burnt down. I assume everyone is just kind of go. That's just a crazy person that always mm -hmm. sends these letters. Man, you it, these must be floating around. You know, these are like NFTs or something at this point. But, but all right. Suffice it to say, we, there's a little bit of gray area as to yeah. what concretely happened. But we're trying to do our best to kind of to draw the line and, and determine the facts. But let's let's uh, for the sake of this, I, I believe maybe these hundreds of letters might have trickled out over these years. Now, regardless, it is uh, factual that on February 7th, 1983, Mary Gillespie, now widowed, was driving her bus on her normal route only to find more signs yet again with messages from the supposed Circleville letter writer. This time, the signs were slightly different, but most of them made claims similar to that of the previous letters that we discussed. But one in particular, and quick trigger warning uh, on this one, stated that the superintendent was actually sexually assaulting Mary's daughter. How did I know that daughter was going to get involved at some point in time? That is insane. I, also, like, man, you're really coming after the superintendent. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, these are all big accusations. and Enormous. And, I mean, this is... The amount of stuff that the letters insinuate or accuse people of is insane. Like right. We, we mentioned that um, the, the murder was supposedly covered up by the coroner who performed the autopsy, but then the letters also tried to imply that the, the Masseys or Macy's were involved in the murder as well. 
so they can't keep the the claims straight. At this point, who in their right mind believes anything that is put like down on these pieces? Right. Of paper? Right. Like this is very boy that cried wolf. Yeah. Maybe off the bat, it's like, oh man, like maybe there was an affair. But now it's just like, well, this person was murdered. There's a ghost in the town. And then the Transformers came and fought the Autobot. Right. That's like, well, I guess there's a self war there because they'd fight the Decepticons. Well, but, of course, of course. you know, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, don't, don't, you know. Don't look at like, it too closely. Yeah. These are just claims on a letter. But, but, but like, it's just so wild. Yeah. I'm still like curious to see, at the, especially, especially at this point, how the town goes nuts because who believes this, like, letter writer at this point? Mm. Right. Hello, hello. It's Trevor, as always, with some housekeeping notes about Red Web Task Force. Thank you all so much again for a wonderful year, for sharing this podcast, sharing your theories, rating the podcast, all of that good stuff. You know, I hit you up all the time with things to support the show. This time, I just wanted to thank you. I hope your holidays have been wonderful. I hope your new year is going to be great. And with all that said, let's talk about some of our fantastic sponsors. This episode of Red Web is sponsored by HelloFresh. It is the new year, the time for focusing on new goals. So whether you're saving money, learning to cook, or prioritizing your health, HelloFresh has your back with tons of options to make cooking simple and enjoyable. HelloFresh delivers pre-proportioned ingredients to your door, including farm-fresh produce that arrives within the week, so it's nice and fresh, very convenient, and it's always quality. HelloFresh has lots of variety. They offer 50 menu and market items each and every week, including veggie, calorie smart, family-friendly, and gourmet options. I've used HelloFresh in the past. You know this if you've listened to this podcast several times before, but it's always delicious, always makes me feel like I know what I'm doing in the kitchen, always an impression on my girlfriend because I have to flex when I'm cooking, you know what I mean? But uh, I really enjoy the Middle Eastern chickpea bowls that they had last week for me. Very fresh, very tasty, very lovely. And, uh, and I can't say enough about them, but go to HelloFresh.com slash RedWeb16, that's RedWeb16, then use code RedWeb16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Again, that's up to 16 free meals and three free gifts at HelloFresh.com slash RedWeb16 using code RedWeb16. This episode of RedWeb is also sponsored by Honey. Listen, if you're shopping online without Honey, we need to talk. Why are you doing this to your wallet? You're missing out on so much savings. Honey is a free online shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and it helps you save money without any extra work on your part. All you do is install Honey on your web browser. It's an extension there for you. And when you're shopping, the Honey button includes a drop down and asks if you want to apply some of the coupon codes. All you do is click apply coupons and if Honey has any working coupons available as it tests them all, they will auto apply to your cart. It will pick the smartest, best one for you so you always get the best savings. So get Honey and stop hurting your wallet. I use Honey when I check out when I'm doing my online shopping, you know, for the holidays or what have you. And it's really enjoyable because I used to do the thing where I'd go to Google and I'd start searching for promo codes or discount codes or whatever. So whether you're ordering pizza or ordering shoes online, it doesn't really matter. Honey has got your back. You click it and it runs through a bunch of coupon codes and automatically comes up with whatever is the best coupon. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in just a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com redweb. Again, that's joinhoney.com redweb. 
And with that said, let's dive right back into this very twisty-turny mystery. And this only gets stranger because when you really think about it, you know, I understand these claims. I understand the importance of these if there's honesty to them and whatnot. But again, even through that lens of these being valid claims, why on God's green earth are you blasting Mary's bus route with these claims? Almost as if you're attacking and antagonizing her for her daughter being a victim? Also, like, what is that? Also so she gets just, out of her bus and she tears this sign down and yeah. this is where it gets weirder, but I'll let you go. It's just it's just weird because, like, you know, you went out of your way to, to mail these letters anonymously and whatnot, right. and now you're putting outside, like, you actually have to physically be on that route. Right. Someone's got to be seeing something, yeah. right? But here's the thing. Clearly, she's irate at this one. She stops the bus. She gets out and she tears it down. But when tearing it down, she sees something. She notices that it was on a box that was attached to an extra piece of fence post that was all covered in string. Undoing that and getting inside of it, there was a gun inside the box. So not only is there a sign here, but there's a box attached to Ooh, it with a gun in it. Don't touch that. Right. And she realized that someone had purposely set up the sign to kill her. Yeah, it was hard to describe, but basically the... the the sign that she ripped down <gasps> was rigged the in a way. The string was set to was pull the string. To sh shoot the gun. To oh, kill her. that's some saw stuff right there. Okay, I thought the string was just holding it all together. I guess I didn't. Oh my it was goodness! A, it was a poorly laid trap that didn't work, but it was oh, supposed yeah. to kill her when she ripped it down. Oh my god! Well, now, like, I mean, look, the line has been stepped, but at this point, it's like you have to actively oh go and god. take this person down. Yeah. They're a danger to, like, society. Wow. Pull the sign down, get blasted. Yeah. That is insane. This is why I kind of wanted to go into this episode with but, you kind of blind, because as soon as I started reading this one, I was like, this is fascinating. I need to experience this, is, this with you. This, this is a show. Anyway, but, like, I mean, this is real life, and it's, it's very, very, like, traumatic and tragic. Um, you know, I'm not going to, like, make it light or soft but i mean like it's just what i'm trying to get at, it's just so wild that mm -hmm. this was this is what you would see written on a like a tv drama yeah right yeah you're not um, wrong like i'm coming after that inheritance or just like something like that you know but but like why again it just why are we like hardcore shifted back to mary right the the i'm taking the claims at face value at this point and i'm still going why are you going after Mary and not, if anyone, if you're going to be this evil person, go after the superintendent? Right? Like, that's who you would have this trap for. Right. Uh, I, okay. I mean, you know, it. It maybe right. these are folks of the time and maybe there's, you know, cognitive biases that I, again, don't want to dive into right. that are at yeah, play here. But true. It's just, that's so wild. Regardless, yeah, Mary regardless, so you're right. Like this that. is wild. So... Here's the thing. So this whole thing was set up, rigged with all these strings that, so that if she pulled it down, because this was the one to trigger her, right? This was the one to be like, I'm going to I'm gonna twist yeah, the knife. And it did. Do we know what and that sign said? And it did. Like verbatim? Oh, no, no. we couldn't find info on what the signs said. It was all just like... Right, like, how do you find that? Yeah, like right. similar to the letters with like rumors. Right. So pulling it down was meant to trigger the gun to fire at who, like towards the direction that they would assume that, the, that Mary was coming from. So thankfully it didn't. She realizes there's a weapon in there and that someone had rubbed off the serial number from the gun, but it wasn't done so well that the investigators couldn't pull the number off of it anyway. So oh. they attempted to file it off, but investigators oh. still managed to figure it out. Now here's the thing. 
we're only getting wilder. This uh, this is uh, we just keep going down the rabbit hole. Oh so the God. gun. The what? Remember earlier yeah, when I yeah. talked about who in the <gasps> family was being talked to about this case? Well, guess what? The gun belonged to Paul Fresher, Mary's former brother-in-law. The brother to Ron, right? Right. One of the few people that they had talked yep. to come up with the plan to send out an angry letter to this yep. other guy, yep. Longberry. It turns out it was his gun. He and Ron's sister had recently divorced. And so, of course, as you would hope, the police began questioning Fresher on February 25th of 1983. And he admitted to the police that it was, in fact, his gun, but that he did not put it there and that he claimed it had been stolen. During this investigation, Sheriff Radcliffe comes back onto the scene. I feel like because of the claims, maybe they should have gone with somebody else, but hey, whatever. Sheriff Radcliffe gave Freshour a handwriting test. However, unlike a normal handwriting test, Radcliffe made him copy the Circleville letters and try to make his handwriting look as close as possible to the original handwriting, which just sounds like you're setting the man up. ridiculous. Because here's the thing. You're either setting him up or the dude is just going to make sure it's different right right here's because like in a normal handwriting test you would have somebody write something normally and then you, you would compare, compare it behind yeah. the scenes hoping that they hadn't seen the letters and been like hmm these are very similar or all oh, these are different that's so, that but to have so the man dumb. copy it you're just setting them up yeah i get what you're after because you know that the original writer is trying to disguise their handwriting right. i mean you're either setting them up or you, they just go okay i'm not going to Right. Write like that. Now, here is the writing that I'm not going to write like. Right. It's it's a little bit not foolproof. Weird. It's full of fool. So this handwriting test would be used as evidence of Fresh Hour being guilty of the attempted murder of Mary Gillespie. Oh, come on. He was subsequently, ding, ding, found guilty and sentenced to 7 to 25 years in prison. What? Off of that? Mm-hmm. How does the court say this is evidence? Prepare yourself. This whole story is wild in every which way possible. But here's the thing. Man sentenced over this. We think, bada boom, bada bing, the whole thing's solved. But wouldn't you know it, but the letters continued after he was sentenced to prison. So then wouldn't you let the person out at that point or reopen the case? You would think. Okay. You would think, well, anyway, Fresh Hour was not allowed writing utensils or paper, right? So you can go ahead and say, boom, yeah. the man's not writing letters, and I don't know, maybe maybe he's got a guy on the outside who's, like, pocketed all of his pre-written stuff. I, I don't Dude, know. Dude, at this point, it would not surprise me. This is so uh, all over the place in, like, such a dramatic way. If you're just like, Mary, Mary was writing this to, to everybody. In themselves i'd be mm -hmm. like whoa what well here's the thing they thought maybe he was still somehow doing some sort of puppeteering and like or maybe he was, was involved he still magician so, with i a don't pen know and paper? maybe but they stuck him in solitary confinement oh my and despite God. this despite this the letters continued still and some sources claim that over a thousand letters had been sent after this moment so like they're they're flooding I'm, out there i'm not saying like completely you know the man's completely innocent or he didn't do it but i mean like god but someone's still out there the letters are still being sent and then you're gonna put the person in solitary that's right. so messed up right and it's also claimed that some of these letters may have contained arsenic Oh my god, of course. So, so of now course. this is straight up. Well, I mean, there's there's one thing to like pester uh, somebody, there's another thing to attempt poisoning, right? Uh, what, what, like, where are the. Oh 
I mean, I guess the police got involved and arrested um, the brother-in-law. But, like, man, does the FBI step in at this point? Like, this is so big. Yeah. And it's been going on for so long. Oh, yeah. And I know that I've said this a few times now, but I'm, I'm, be prepared for it to get stranger still. Aliens. Aliens. I just... So let's talk about these letters just real quick because the letters focused on the corruption of the sheriff, the coroner, and the prosecution of Fresher's trial up until that point. They were claiming that the prosecutor had murdered a pregnant woman. We've got, we've got tons more claims just flooding out there. And I don't, again, I don't want to be flippant with these claims. I'm just saying there's a lot more claims still flooding out there. But these, these claims almost seem in defense of, he was innocent. Get him out of, like, I can't understand what these letters are after, right? They're targeting interesting people when the claims are saying otherwise, and now they're kind of low-key so backing him up by saying it was a twisted trial. Weird. Yeah. Like, but it, yeah, right? At this point, the letter writer is saying, we didn't do it. Everything, everyone behind, like, everyone pushing the narrative that he did it, that put him away, is involved in something terrible. Like, that is... This person's off the rails. Like, they're absolutely... None of... I can't... Oh, yeah. Like, I mean... None of it makes sense. You, you, the person passed away. You know, the like, Ron. The car accident. But then you're saying... I, it's just... What do you want? Something that started so simple has gotten so out of hand so quickly. But it's, it's just like one of those things where it, it, it's just like... You are if you want to stir stuff up, uh, get like you want people to come clean about stuff, but then the people that you are targeting are, you know, eventually bad things are happening to them, like Ron and, and etc. But then when the bad things happen, you're like, whoa, hold on, like, like the people behind it, or there's mm-hmm. somebody else. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's like you want these people to suffer, but then when they do suffer, it's like justice. Right. I, I, I guess that's, yeah, I think, I think that's that's the point I was trying to get to. And it's just, I've never really seen that before. Yeah. Like we've done 50 plus episodes, 60 episodes, and, and where have we seen that? Right. When's enough enough, but also are these baseless, like, I don't know. It just seems very confusing, especially since, like, I get it. It seems like this guy was set up. It seems like such a case study. Yeah, but I have some information. I know Christian does too, but like some of the information makes this, I don't know. The only thing I can say is more confusing. (laughs) It just raises more questions. No, I mean, like it's a very, very interesting case. It's just, you know, we've, I mean, at this point, like again, going back to, we've done a handful of episodes and I go, all right, people are just wilding out in their heads. That's I just don't get. Mm-hmm. Like, suffer, suffer, suffer. Justice for the person that I made suffer. I don't want. Yeah. I, so on the note of whether or not the claims that the letter writer is making are true, especially pertaining to what you mentioned about how the, the prosecutor in the trial was rumored by the, was alleged by the letter writer to have murdered a pregnant woman. Uh-huh. That turned out to be half true. The prosecutor's name was Roger Klein. It was discovered that he actually did have an affair with this woman mentioned in the letter who had in fact passed away and that he was the mother of her unborn child. And then another thing that was referenced in the letters was the the coroner who performed Ron Gillespie's autopsy 
the letter writer claimed that they were a pedophile. And in 1993, he was officially charged with 12 counts of crimes that that uh, cemented him as a pedophile. So there mm. turns out that there actually were there was truth behind these. What? So someone's in the know. What? Yes. The years the- later, it was confirmed that when the the coroner was arrested and charged. So the letter writer somehow does know some of these insane things i think the letter writers uh, is in on the system i think they're i think they're like a a police officer that just knows these things and is like being pressured not say anything this is so they're out here anonymously but you're uh, telling me that this crazy uh, insane writer actually has some truth behind wow i don't i i don't now we can't ignore these damn letters christian I didn't learn this until we were like I was reading during the recording. This is this is discombobulated my head, dude. My mind is melted. Well, here's 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 the thing: is I've been like stuck on this this coming note too. Is like fresh or I keep saying fresh hour, fresh or I'm not exactly sure how to say, it, but uh, you know I hope I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Like fresh hour even received a letter himself while in prison, so it's almost like poking the bear, right? So in that letter it says, "quote." Now, when are you going to believe that you aren't getting out of there? I told you two years ago, when we set them up, they stay set up. We Don't you listen at all? And I'm like, wait, wait a minute. So this guy was getting a letter telling him. Wait, See, yeah, this is, hold this on. is why I want to believe the, the that. The guy's like, getting a letter that's saying it was set up. Right. From the person clear that's me. writing these letters. Clear me, he says. Right, but he was denied parole at first because of these continued letters that were happening in the world but in 1994 after all these years he was finally released from prison for model behavior and what's interesting then is that the letters finally stopped yeah but i mean at that point come on come on right it was a solitary confinement right obviously was this the riddler and then got a letter yeah exactly then then got a letter that was saying that he was set up and when they when we that's another thing we set them up they stayed like mm. they stay stuck etc but like ah come on man we can't believe that look i know i said we can't believe the letters and that was <laughs> i'm now learning that we can, we kind of should look at them a little, very closely um freaking pedophiles and stuff um but you okay what okay so but then now this oh, is why the like show is I, called red web because we, we need a board with red string because this would be the yeah. messiest one yet. I can't. This is one of those episodes where I'm like, I'm just shook. And I'm just sitting here. Fredo's up out of his chair. I, yeah, I'm, standing I'm so right twisted now. right now. I've been standing for like five minutes. Yeah, I'm standing. so <laughs> twisted right now. I don't insane. know how to follow this one. Let's let's wind it all the way back and see if we can't, I don't know, try to clarify anything. It makes anything. sense, but doesn't make sense exactly. at the same time. Right? So the only thing that helps it make sense is the nomenclature we as if there are multiple people out here with multiple opinions and kind of targets or motives, because it all starts with an affair, a woman and a man in an affair. We find out that the woman has some letters. Her husband has some letters. They kind of cool on it. The superintendent now gets some letters, and that expands the conversation, not from just this affair, but from the fact that the superintendent is inappropriately approaching several people that are peers of Mary's and that the GF of the letter writer is saying that the GF was one of those people. I still can't believe at this point we haven't, especially, uh, well, I mean, the brother-in-law took the fall for the gun thing. Right. But even then, 
how this wasn't like heavily pursued in terms of the uh, looked at the boyfriend of the of all the various drivers because he was sending letters with uh, poison in them. Hmm. Like, are we not just like hunt this person down? I mean, even even if the brother-in-law is a part of it, letters are still going out. He's in solitary confinement. Uh-huh. There's still someone out there. Right. Maybe it's an accomplice, right? Right. And they're both Even if doing it is it, this guy. Someone's still doing yeah, it. Yeah, you gotta there. keep the case alive because he's got some he's either he's either guilty and he's got someone else out there on the outside, right. or he's not guilty and, and someone's still out there. Either way, someone's out there right. doing bad things. Go get him. But yeah, I'm gonna keep walking through this. So like so we have those letters, it all starts off totally fine. But this is where it really starts to get confusing because then there's signs popping up and they're like, listen, me, I'm I'm speaking from Mary. From her perspective, she's like me, my husband, my brother-in-law, his wife, and his wife's sister, I believe, all know about this. You know what? We can we came up with a plan. We're gonna we think it's this David Longberry. We're gonna go after him because he had a history of inappropriate behavior as well. They go after him, and it's like whoever's writing these letters is timing them stopping and starting very like either perfectly or coincidentally. Because then the letters stop, and then suddenly Sometime later in the in the year, a phone call comes through, a man gets angry, and off he goes. And the claim is made that it wasn't an accident, that it was a cover-up and a murder. And then the brother-in-law, the, the man who was supposedly murdered, his brother has a gun that was stolen and used to potentially kill Mary. And then a lot of other claims come out about the, the, the trial folk, and it's just like, it seems like maybe somebody should have started a letter that just said, listen, these five people are bad. Investigate police. But it started as such a personal thing. It's a personal thing that, like, felt like it should have started with the super uh, and, Right. And maybe right. stayed there. Uh, but, like, I, I just... Don't come after my GF, this letter this writer should wild. have been. But it, this is wild i'm up out of my seat this is wild <laughs> yeah all right i'll stand up this is crazy all i right. don't know where this is gonna go well let's dive into some of the popular theories to see if this okay. can't help elucidate us further but what this, really comes to mind is there, like was there now that we know that there's some truth to this like that's the thing that's like just mm. you know stop he's already dead you know in terms of just shoving all this craziness at me the fact that some of this stuff was real so then now I'm sitting here going, well, damn, was the was Ron's murder or death covered up? Uh, is, is Mary really having an affair? I'm questioning everything. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, also, like, just from some of the claims and then from that information coming forward of, like, some truth being in these claims, it makes me wonder if it isn't, maybe not the police in particular, but maybe the police, right? Or like an authoritative group that has insight into things and that we is the higher-ups within that right. group. Again, I'm I'm going with police, but it could be any sort of group. But Because they would have insight into some of these things. They would have access to a lot of information. They could help cover things up. But But I don't know. My mind is wandering. I'm just scrounging for answers. But let's dive into the theories and see if that helps scratch this itch. So let's talk about theory number one that Paul Freshour was in fact at the front of this thing mm -hmm. you know despite the fact that the letters were continuing while he was in prison fresher was uh, still believed to be guilty the warden of his prison believed it was impossible for him to be sending these letters from his prison especially because he didn't have access to writing utensils and paper and all of that but 
It is possible that he may have not written the letters and was only involved in the sake of the plot for Mary's murder and not necessarily everything else going on. Like maybe we, as the outside perspective, are conflating all these different elements. And maybe the writer of these letters and the murders and the cover-ups and all these things are just like isolated pieces that happen, I guess, with the Uh, same folks. I don't know. Or, you know, it's totally possible some people theorize that he started the letters and that someone outside continued to write them and send them after his incarceration, if if nothing else, to kind of maintain his innocence or pretend uh, there's innocence, right? It is worth noting that he failed a polygraph and according to his ex-wife, he actually hated Mary. So there's some motive there. The fact that he failed his polygraph, it's not a a perfect system. In fact, it's a flawed system, but it is worth noting. You know, and he maintained his innocence until his death in 2012, which this would have been long after he had been out of jail. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that that doesn't surprise me that that's one of the theories. He definitely could have had an accomplice who was, you know, it's like, hey, I'm going to go to jail. Keep sending these letters. Send this one in particular, you know, making me look like uh, I was set up. And then obviously to keep that whole train going, that whole thought process moving will stop when I get out. Right. Now, coming back to the event that really got Fresh Hour into this mess, right? His gun being in the trap. He wasn't at work the day that Mary found the trap, though he did have an alibi. So it is worth noting that Fresh Hour posted a blog with documents containing information from the investigation and trial in order to attempt to prove his innocence and also to request help from the FBI. Some of these documents that he had included over 150 pages. Now, Unsolved Mysteries actually featured an episode on Circleville Letters back in 1993, which Fresh Hour had agreed to be on for an interview. Following this episode's release, it is worth noting that the show, Unsolved Mysteries, received a letter. In that letter, it says, quote, Forget Circleville, Ohio. Do nothing to hurt Sheriff Radcliffe. If you come to Ohio, UL Sickos will pay the Circleville writer. Basically signed Not the Circleville writer. Not protecting the sheriff? Yeah, that's the thing. What? Wasn't there a claim against yeah, this guy right? that there was a he claim against- murdered Ron and that he covered it up? No, pro- of course not protecting the sheriff. That's what I'm saying. Damn it. That's why I'm wondering. There's definitely multiple people here. And I think, you know, whether whether they're just being shaky on two their position writers. so they can't be... There are either two writers to, going after each other yeah. or there's one writer who's really trying to shake what's real get, yeah. so they can't be found. But it's just, they also haven't used up until this point nomenclature like El Sicos, right? It, it just seems like a different tone of voice. But here's You're, you're right. Here's El that Sicos letter. is very random. It's also worth noting that this block letter, this block lettering is totally oh, different. Totally different. This it's totally wider different. and more upright, whereas the original letters were a little bit italicized, a little bit slanted. Much skinnier and a little bit this more even. L six. What? This this looks different. It's worth noting that you know this is a popular TV show, so anybody yeah. could have written this. Yeah. I looked into trying to see what Fresher's alibi was. The only thing I could find is that personnel records from his job showed that he took a day off work the day that the trap was discovered. The only thing I could find. That's not a good look. That's not a good look at all. Now, later on. It was revealed by journalist Martin Yant that some evidence had, in fact, been left out of the trial oh. refresh hour. According to another bus driver whose route overlapped with some of Mary's, 
she saw a large sandy-haired man about where the trap was, basically implying that, hey, I might have seen whoever it was that was setting up the trap because when I drove that part of the route, I didn't see the trap, but I saw somebody there. So by the time that Mary came through, maybe the trap had been set up. And uh, the story continues as to say he was alongside the road and appeared to be purposely obscuring his face by pretending to urinate. Near him was a yellow El Camino that was parked. Some believe the El Camino driver set up the trap, especially since Fresh Hour did not fit the description. So basically that's some evidence surrounding this particular situation and trial. And it doesn't sound like Fresh Hour had an El Camino. Right, yeah. Because then they just would have been like, that's Fresh Hour's right. car. So it seems like, okay, we know that some of the people involved with the trial were slanted. We now know some of the information was withheld. So it makes me wonder, you know, whether it was the court system or basically some people, again, it just brings my own personal theory in play. Some authoritative group with power knew some stuff was up, was trickling some of those accusations out against some of their peers or some of their other whatever authoritative figures but all that is to say is they recused themselves from the case they muddied the waters to get other people to take the blame take the fall so they're saying when we set you up you stay set up but also don't mess with me but also other peers other officers other other judges whoever don't mess with me either or i'll start throwing claims on you too that doesn't answer who's done it or why or where but this is weird man a wild one the el camino stuff also kind of leads into a a quick little sub theory Mm. that instead of paul being behind the letters or at least behind the the trap for mary that it was karen ron's sister and paul's ex-wife because it's said that in their divorce proceedings uh karen made allegations that paul was physically abusive and prone to a violent temper paul Denied this, obviously, and then he had uh, family members corroborate and say it wasn't like him, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So the the theory is that Karen may have uh, wanted to to try to frame Paul mm-hmm. as a fallout from the divorce proceedings, and then it ties into the El Camino because it's it's said there's no proof for this. It's just that the ex wife has an El Camino. It's said that someone that Karen was dating at the time <laughs> that the trap was found <laughs> drove Flimsy. a very similar car. Flimsy, but interesting. I mean... What I tell you? The beginning, it says it's just Karen sending you these letters. What I tell you? It's also very on the nose that the ex-wife, I believe the same person we're talking about, coming back to this piece of information, said that Paul hated Mary. So, Oh, they were the one that said that. So, I mean, again, this is a sub-theory, and I'm not going to, you know, this ain't a hunt, a witch hunt or whatever, but like, but that's interesting. That's very interesting. There's motive there. There's a, f- a few pieces of flimsy pieces of evidence that would maybe say, okay, maybe, uh, but again, it all comes down to he said, she said when it comes to Paul and his ex-wife. Yeah. Man, I'm going to jump out of order here for the sake of our notes, but I want to jump to what would have been our last theory because it's a little shorter and it centers around Mary Gillespie herself. And it's theorized that Mary herself was somehow involved, that she was actually having what? an affair. What did I tell you? <laughs> that she was actually having an affair with Gordon Macy, uh, but they both claimed that it started after the letters were sent. So it's almost like these letters sparked this affair. <laughs> like, what did it? 
incept the idea. They're like, actually, maybe we should start sleeping with each other. Jeez. But some also find it strange that she happened to tear down one of the signs with a trap set up if this were, you know, her doing or if she was somehow involved. Now, I will say, yes, strange. However, what if it was rigged to fail and only supposedly rigged to go off? In which case, maybe she knew she was safe. And so when she tore it down, she's like, man, I don't know. They, ultimately, like the letters in the affair were the talk of the town. And so it seems very strange that Mary would actively seek that negative attention, especially about her daughter, especially with the threats True. against her family. So especially, especially in my own opinion, if this affair started after the letters. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know about that one, but you know, without diving into the details, of course, it is worth exploring the idea that the person at the center of this might have been behind it in some way. There's a, yeah, there's always that theory. Yeah. People have done worse things to their loved ones, to be honest. So now this this theory is a little bit more loose and open ended, and I think it's smart because this case is wild and it doesn't necessarily target a uh, a specific person by name or anything, but in general, it just it's the theory that this was a setup. And I think that that makes sense from everything that you and I have kind of stated in our opinions, but it is possible that someone who didn't like Fresh Hour set him up to get him arrested or that a group of people let him take the fall. Either way, both sound yeah. very possible. The letter writer may not have acted alone and it's possible that a group was targeting those that they didn't like in Circleville. And maybe this is why uh, they went back and forth on some people. They went from claiming against them, like the sheriff, right? They were saying, you obscured the murder case. You, you mishandled it and you, you hit it. You said it was an accident. And then later on saying, don't come after the sheriff. He has nothing to do with this. Weird. That just tells me that, that those letters are at least, at bare minimum, different people. I'd like to think or so. Or someone's just, just going snip snap back and yeah, right. I mean, snip, snap, snip, what snap. better way to obscure your own crime than have a target, lash out at five other people, and then later on go back and forth on those five other people yeah. while keeping your main target in your sights, right? Oh man. I mean, who knows? Maybe this was just so big brain that they just wanted to muddy all this up and they got their target. Some four D chess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this person knew a lot about the town, particularly private information, and they seem to be everywhere. The letters all have a very similar blocky style lettering and are on all caps, but some letters have a slight variation to them in their height, the width, the spacing, etc. So this is why people maybe think that, that it was a group of people. Now, coming back to the, the general idea of this being a setup, many people also think, including the Circleville letter writer themselves, they think that Sheriff Keith Radcliffe was somehow involved in whatever this mess was. I guess, yeah, I mean, that's going back to what you were saying, right? Where just like, most likely it would be something like, a, you know, the sheriff or whatnot because they, they have their fingers and everything, right? They know the drama, mm -hmm. they know the allegations and the reports that come to them and whatnot. It's also just, I suppose, an easy target to go for the sheriff at the core of a case. Yeah. You know? That has so much just widespread town gossip. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, sheriffs, police at large are just people. And if a case is so muddy, so difficult to track, they can only do the best job that they can to mm -hmm. come to the conclusion that the facts and evidence right. leads them to. So sure, they could be in on it, but just potentially just as likely... They 
are just as confused as anyone else might be. Yep. And so, yeah, so just because we're all confused by the case doesn't mean, screw it, send it to the man at top, you know, mm-hmm. the man at, that was attributed to this case. Anyway, I digress. Now, during the investigation of Gillespie's death, Freshour felt that he flip-flopped over whether or not foul play was involved. Ron Gillespie did not drink alcohol, so it's theorized that his BAC was fabricated by Radcliffe, which is interesting because one would think that a coroner or whatever the role is that does the autopsy would have been the one to test that. His children also did not see him drink that night, though he may have been between you know the time of him leaving and the crash. There was a 25-minute window there. It's possible that he drank, but in general, it, it was known that he didn't drink. So more information to twist your minds. Oh, man. Just okay. Thought that was in the books, right? He drove. He was drunk. That's what caused the crash and his you know in his death. Well, remember these letters apparently had accuracy to them, right? With regards some point, to yeah. some of the so people in the, the court, al- some of the allegations, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. And so maybe with regards to Radcliffe here, Keith. You know, maybe uh, I wasn't that earlier. Maybe yeah, he did cover maybe. something up. It's just weird. Maybe, maybe this is a war of anonymous. Right, like they're all writing letters surrounding this case, oh my and uh, they're like, "I'm gonna get you with this." But we're all pretending to be the yeah, same person, but we're on different sides. Up. God. <gasps> but coming back to Radcliffe's handwriting test, right? I mean, we talked about this in our own opinions, but the test is widely considered to be inaccurate to modern handwriting experts because he was only trying to copy the letter writer's style. So, of course, it would look similar to yep. the case. Such a dumb test. I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, it sounds like, to many, the fresh hour was set up to fail by Keith. So, regardless, it does seem that this Keith character is involved in some way. Whether he was the one doing the setup, whether he was setting up, whether he was covering up a setup, it does seem, with all the things that we can know, that there's something going on there. Yeah. Some tie to somewhere in there that's not good. So this thing is twisted from top to bottom, left to right. There are two conversations to be had here. One, who the heck is the writer? And two, what is ultimately being covered up? You know? They're not as crazy as I thought they were. Oh my god, this is wild. And maybe you know what? Maybe this letter writer is just but a vigilante. A masked hero hiding behind the letter. I, that crossed my mind, but he went after some kids. He did go after some kids. Dang. And then we have, you know, the supposed El Camino man, right? The the big guy with the sandy hair with the yellow El Camino. He may have been one of the people involved. We don't know. This is just, this piece is anecdotal and almost seems to be a curveball. And then we also have Fresh Hour's ex-wife and Ron's sister. Their relationship ended on bad terms. And she would have known where Paul kept his gun. So maybe, uh, you know, these are just the, the open-ended facts. The only things we can draw on to kind of go after the theory of this being a setup. I tend to believe that this is definitely a setup, at least in some degrees. I agree. There is a fall guy here. There is a a murder here. Dude, I I feel like... There are some wild accusations and threats in these letters. But the who, the why, and all of that is obscured wildly. Wildly. By a twisted system... And by the people, like literally, we don't know who the letter writer is, but we know the for, for a fact that the prosecutor is twisted, that the sheriff might be twisted. We know these for a fact, which is why the, the coroner, the, well, yeah, the prosecutor, the coroner, oh, yeah, 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 and the then the sheriff. The and so that's why, like my gut instinct going into the theories again, I wanted to take this ride with you this episode 
That's why my gut instinct was that there is an authoritative group that is withholding the information, that is keeping it all bottled up and controlling it, and that some of these are lashing out. I just don't know who the person writing the letters are because they both seem good and bad at the same time. I feel like <laughs> what? we've... This is, this is such a... This is just a mind-bending, interesting like episode. Oh my um, gosh, yeah. I just feel like we've reached the series finale. And they would, we just have a bunch of just cut twos and flashbacks, and you just realize everyone in this town's written at least mm-hmm. one letter. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be surprised if everyone's had their hand writing one damn letter in this. Like, that's just back. I, I would like to think that there's multiple people that wrote letters at this point. Um, the way it's so back and forth, and like, why would you say this, but then like want justice for that, and... And then it would make sense that, yeah, there were conflicting writers, right? Like, my goodness. Like, I think it was just a battle of the writers and, and, and narratives of the, of the people. I just can't believe so many of these accusations were a handful were right, you know? Someone, someone knew a lot. And it seemed like not nearly enough people that should have been caught in the crossfires were actually caught in the crossfires properly seems seems like if anything mary was the one that just got screwed over the most right that didn't deserve it it seems like she everyone just woke else up one like, morning mm. drove the bus and and her world changed well i mean maybe there was some sort of a, an affair happening here but uh, man this spiraled this really spiraled this is just one of those ones that just leaves me kind of shell-shocked and i don't know how to really close it there's just like a lot of questions happening this is a wild ride wild ride the, the, I, I, there's so many different points that just blew my mind. Yeah, you know, in the in the the one of the more tail ended ones was the fact that some of this stuff was true. So mm-hmm. Some of and it this took stuff over was a decade so to outlandish, learn and I was like, okay, this person's a pedophile. You're just throwing everything at the. Oh my god, he was. Mm-hmm. Oh, what do you? I, I don't. I don't know what's real. I don't know what's real. What's mm-hmm. not? Well, thankfully, you know, Paul's out of prison, so. There's that. But man, this case is still widely open. We don't know who's writing the letters. We don't know who may have murdered Ron. We don't know if it was the sheriff covering it up, or if the sheriff perpetrated the crime, or if there was a crime. There's just so many like you start with you start with some mysterious letters and you end up with so many more questions yeah, than I you mean, began with. The only thing I think I can kind of just say for sure is that the you know, their their whole system back into some of the town was like corrupt right because there's a ton of like oh this person committed crimes this person has done this and that and it's just like this town needs to be unincorporated and everyone needs to to run you know get out of there go find a different go find squareville (laughs) much more boring (laughs) and cut your mailbox down you don't need that yeah Just hit it with a bat. You know what's going to happen is there's going to be a version of this in 10 years' time, if it hasn't already happened, where it's just emails now. Mm, yeah. We've kind of like, I would say like the 90s and early 2000s is like you'd send over like You've a, got mail. a small little I know where you live. VHS. Ah! Now it's just like, yeah, emails. Weird. We've got the opportunity for... Hello, detective. Hello. <laughs> Hello, neighbor. I mean... For years you've lived here. And now it's time to leave. <laughs> For years you've read my letters. <laughs> For years you kept it quiet. Yeah. Read my letters. Mowed your lawn. Drink your milk. 
<laughs> you've strong sipped, bones. You sipped the last milk. <laughs> you've had your last iced milk. <laughs> and now I'm about to ice you. I, that's okay. the latest jigsaw. That's um, the, that's, that's spiral. Like that's spiral, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, I let's yeah. figure out how to close this one, man. Because like I, it's one of those episodes again where I just want to sit here until my brain can process it. I just left in the fallout of a very wild ride, but man, was this interesting. Dark, twisted, yeah. interesting. Yeah. But Task Force, this is where I'd love for you to step in. As always, you know we have that YouTube channel of ours. We have the roosterteeth.com upload of this. Uh, if you listen on Spotify or Apple, greatly appreciate you there as well. But, you know, if you ever want to hit us up with your theories, we have those comment sections. We have Twitter at RedWebPod where you can hit us up. I think we also have that email still, RedWeb at RoosterTeeth.com. Let us know your thoughts. I love when you guys engage with us in that way and you, and you let us know what your personal theories are. If you know more information about the case, for example, that we might have missed, I love seeing that stuff as well because, you know, we're not a stranger to doing update episodes whenever new information comes out or if there's anything we missed. But man, was this one deeply fascinating. Uh, as always, tread carefully. You know, this is a real world sort of situation, whether it's online or in the real world. You just want to be careful if you're going to get hands on with, with, uh, with investigations. But uh, otherwise, Fredo... See you right back here on Monday with another one, huh? Yeah, I'm going to go look for a pen and paper. Start writing. Just oh, kind of feel like it. I'm going to go burn my mailbox down. <laughs> don't, don't check your mail.